Dr. Obsoleto. You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. But I have heard many of Man Behind the Machine, so people out there listening, they should listen again and again and again. You know, keep those numbers up, those analytical numbers, and the SEO's going. Make sure you're sharing it. Man Behind the Machine. It's on Spotify. If you're wondering where we're at, Spotify is where you want to be. You remember Geraldo Rivera when they were doing that whole, was it a three-hour show around Al Capone's safe? That was great, man. They finally got it open, and what was in it? A bunch of dust. <laughs> yeah, I figured you'd like the Mr. Roboto song. Um, you are the modern man, man behind the machine. Hi, nice to meet you. My name is Lord Member. I am an Absolito. content creator on the internet. Detroit. Yes, we've already had tea four times today. If you wish to phone me at my usual number, ask for Lord Member. Oh, so nice to meet you, Lord Member. No, this AM radio is crowded. Seriously. Lord member at your disposal. Calling Detroit. Hello? Hello? No, but seriously, that was my jam, the Roboto. I am the modern man, secret, secret, I got a secret, machine, a mannequin, secret, secret, I got a secret, obsoleto is my man, secret, secret, I got a secret, I am the modern man, I've got a secret, I've been hiding under my skin, my brain is boiling, my heart at BM or something like that. Anyways. I would recommend maybe for Dr. Absolito, maybe a Max Hedrum kind of look. Uh, maybe a new Max Hedrum kind of look. That'd be kind of neat. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's really about it. I mean, honestly, you just got to find your own way. And whichever way you want to be. Today's day and age is kind of unique. You can have a lot of fun with it. So, And I do. It can be a pain, though, sometimes. But at the same time, a lot of fun. I'd like to get back on, you know, as my character. I haven't done it in quite some time. I actually really stepped away from the whole thing to really focus on a lot of other stuff at the moment. Um, just going out as my alter ego, Jimmy. <laughs> so good to see, uh, like I said, people out there just doing things and obviously keeping podcasts alive and everything like that. And obviously 
Much love out to the clowns. Love the shout out for the Detroit Techno too. And uh, do I have records? Yes, I have about a thousand records right now. Everything from WC Fields to old merengue uh, records and all kinds of great stuff. It'll be going up online here in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to be selling it all off. Voicemails to man from Detroit. You know, it was weird because they were going through a phase in the morning game show thing. Or not the game show thing, the uh, morning television series where they had soap operas. And soap operas are kind of fading out. And then obviously, you know, you have game shows. And they need something different. So they basically took the Morton Downey Jr., which was late night television, same kind of concept. Um, and they made it daytime TV, and it worked. It worked really well. And uh, next thing you know, you got Jenny Jones, which opens up right across the hallway over there at the NBC studios. So you got her going on. You've got Jerry Springer. Then Geraldo was doing his thing for a minute. So I would say if anybody was the, the godfather of late night kind of like TV like that would be Morton Downey Jr. I think Jerry Springer was good at not allowing people to understand that it was reality TV in the beginning, which was uh, pretty good because you really didn't know what was going on for the first couple of years unless you worked on the show. Then you knew exactly what was going on. But um, that was the only thing that was a little bit different. So it was like they had the same concept. Obviously, if you watch Born Downey, they always had some crazy you know, guests and stuff like that. Something, something chaotic was going to happen. You know, and then usually it did. So, but I think that's where Jerry Springer really kind of, you know, because you had this whole morning like Donahue, and I think Oprah was doing her thing, and you know, yeah, I think Sally Jesse, you know, and it was always about you know the homemaker and certain guests and stuff like that. And then Springer comes along and he's like, okay, let's do something. This is totally wild and crazy, which he did, and. I don't know, morning television just ate it up. I said, does anybody really kill the soap opera? It's probably Jerry Springer. I mean, who's going to watch soap operas when you got a soap opera like that happening every five minutes? And Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. And as for the writer's strike, you know, that's how we got this reality TV stuff from the beginning was when they did the reality. In reality, it was actually a reality thing, too. The writer's strike, you know, they, they, they had a writer's strike around 2000, I think 2001, 2000, somewhere around there. Next thing you know, you got all these reality TV soap opera kind of love boat shows where everybody makes an appearance and they get fired or they're kicked off the island or they lose the girlfriend or boyfriend and the bike doesn't get built or the car gets stolen or something. You know, nonsense or whatever, but 
that's where, like I said, the next level of entertainment went. Is like um, the whole kind of game show contest, let the people be involved, which was a typical way of social networking. I mean, what a great way. Now you can evolve yourself into the show and you can vote people off if you don't like them. How great is that? Even if you don't watch the show, you can still dial in and say you don't want them on the show anymore. How cool is that? Congratulations, you finally got a promotion. Yeah, they don't come 